0: Penalties are concerned, Coach. I know that's certainly frustrating because that's something that's plagued you, and
1: especially today. Well, today, yeah, today definitely. I mean, uh, you know, we had we had way too many holding penalties. I mean, that that killed us. We went through a a stretch there where we had a bunch of penalties right in a row, and uh, you know, we just we got dominated in the in the second half. They they uh, they shut us down. We have been shut down like that for a long time.
0: Welcome back to Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus and Mark Ramirez. And Mark, how about that playoff push? It lasted so long. We're pushing. <laughs>
1: it's still possible seven and nine can get us in there. Man, push it.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, the Buccaneers lose uh, again, <laughs> again, again uh, to the Saints yesterday uh, by the score of twenty-eight to fourteen. It was pretty much a tale of two halves. It looked like the Bucks were going to dominate. Uh, they played well enough in the first half to establish a 14-3 lead. And then we all know what happened in the second half. We the offense just pretty much got dominated, like Dirk Cutter said there in the beginning. And it's it was just frustrating to see. I mean, your defense played one hell of a game. They had the right game plan. They were pretty much stopping Drew Brees and company, uh, but they just got too tired. I mean, on the field for the whole second half, your offense only gets 32 yards, in the second half, that's just it's uh, piss poor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just sad. yeah Yeah they they pretty much called our offensive game plan with their defense. It was aggressive, aggressive. It was a matter of time before their defense actually started working, mm-hmm. and their offense put up points because our defense got too tired. Yep. I mean they they pressed us. They didn't allow the deep developing plays. They slowed everything down. They called out our. Swiss cheese offensive line. Yeah. Um, and just made Winston make faster decisions when routes weren't open yet and counted on Benenock being Benenock yeah. and Donovan Smith being Donovan Smith. And then all the holding calls ended up coming too. So it was just, it was just bad overall. And then we were we missed, we missed two field goals. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Even if we made those two field goals, we're, we still lose 28 20. Probably. So.
0: And a punt block as well. And a
1: punt block, but either way, yeah. yeah. I think we kind of got a little spoiled with Santos making all the kicks. Yep. Um, it's it's sad, <laughs> but yeah. So we we enjoy the game with the Pewter Cast. We we were in the East Club. Yeah. Was, Very nice place. It was nice. Uh, they have a legit spot where they watch the game. I don't know if this is the first time they did it or if this is where they usually watch it, but it's literally right behind the glass. It's like a damn hockey game. Yeah, <laughs> You're, the the weather, the elements aren't there. Right. Everyone else got a little bit. It didn't rain that much. It rained maybe at halftime. Then it stopped and the yeah. game came back on. But they have a legit spot. Um, yeah, we we got into little heated arguments and <laughs> feedback and back and forth. But I mean, I am who I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna be loud. I'm gonna say what I want to say, and you can like it or you can not like it. But I'm gonna get my last word out. I'm, I'd rather be loud than passive and submissive Mm -hmm. and just ask my wife she hates it but we live and we love
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean uh, it was it was fun i mean you had a we had really good discussion um it was back and forth and and that's what you want i mean end of the day we just want to see the bucks do well oh yeah and you know like i told mark i mean everyone's different everyone's gonna have different opinions they're not always going to agree with you know what we say or what others say i mean it just and that's what you know makes you know fans i mean yeah i mean uh, like
1: we don't want cutter to come back other people want them to come back okay yeah give me reasons why don't just say come back yeah and don't i mean i want i want communication i want to talk Mm -hmm. back and forth not just say one comment and you think you're the smartest person in the world right but come on like i never think i'm the smartest person in the world i want you to prove me wrong Mm -hmm. so i can be like okay fine you're right yeah and be loud at a, a Bucks game. Mm-hmm. You you work all all damn week, all damn year, just to, to celebrate your team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> this isn't a church I'm going to. That was earlier in the day. Now it's time to say some things where you're going to have to wait till next Sunday to forgive yourself about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, and this game really just showed. Like what we've been talking about, and this is why Cutter is probably going to be gone. Uh, I mean, the flaws were pretty much everywhere. It showed itself. Um, when you you don't make any adjustments as far as the second half goes, you see in the first half, you see your offense is struggling. Even though we did put up points, you can see the the, the difficulties that are lying there in front of your face. Um, your offensive line, you know, Jameis was still running around in the first half for his life. Um, the pressure was there. Saints were bringing, um, you know, they weren't bringing as many blitzes in the first half, but then in the second half they turned it up and they started to blitz more. They played more press coverage, uh, and then when we didn't have the guys there to block, you know, seven or eight guys coming, and you're you're forcing Jameis to make a quick read, but you have your three options going down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to make plays, and then you're asking Jameis to make these tight window throws. And be accurate with the football while being under duress—that's that's a lot to ask of your quarterback, and that's something that we just we've talked about throughout the whole year this year. Nothing is easy with this offense. Yes, we put up points in the past, but that's because our receivers and tight ends won their matchups; they were winning, and they made plays. This week or yesterday, they didn't, and it showed because of what you're asking them to do there was just nothing to create space there's my word again create space but you know you got to be able to do things and sure the rams you look at the rams yesterday they got shut out by a great defense and, and the bears um so that happens you're going to have bad offensive games from time to time but yeah, they only scored six points right <laughs> and, and but then again they had four turnovers got off through yeah. four interceptions trubisky had three so yeah so there you go um but the main thing is, like, you still got to find ways to make it easier for your, your guys. You know, get the ball to your playmakers. Mike Evans only having six targets. That's kind of criminal. Uh, you know, Chris Godwin had ten. He only had one catch. But make it easy for him. Like, you're asking him to do a lot of hard things. And he if he's struggling to get open, then you got to find ways to, to make him open. That's just that's my biggest complaint with this staff. They just don't do anything easy. There's just nothing easy with it.
1: Right, and that puts it to one of these questions. Uh, I asked if anyone had questions. Buckball, Buckball, podcast asks, haven't had a chance to watch the film. Uh, what did Saints defense do differently in the second half versus the first? I, you said they blitzed more. I think they honestly did the same thing. Yeah, it just started to work more. I mean, they just could get in easier. That our offensive line couldn't block. Yeah, for shit, pretty much. Um, they were getting on into Wednesday. If you think about it, are the drives where we scored? Winston's either way running for his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the first drive, we had one deep pass to Evans, a lot of Winston running. I think he had two scrambles for a first down. Yep. And then we get down close near the end zone. And plus, we're running the ball. Peyton Barber actually got a first down, I think maybe two first downs. Mm-hmm. And then we get the pass interference. That shows how aggressive they were playing. The pass interference on Breit, that was ended up being the touchdown. Right. Yep. And then the only other time we scored... Was we were talking about it before the podcast. The short, it was
0: short hat. Field. Literally, it was a
1: short half the field. Yep. The Mario Davis gives a helmet to helmet to Peyton Barber, mm-hmm. shortens it even more, fifteen yards. I yep. think it was uh, two five yard passes. Winston do making something out of nothing, giving it to Humphreys, and he gets it all the way down to one. Mm-hmm. We run it, don't get it, and then we pass it to Bray. Right. So, literally, it it was sloppy the way we scored. Mm-hmm. It was maybe one. The first drive was really good. And then after that, it was just sloppy. Yeah, very. And sloppy. it was just their defense being more aggressive than ours, or deep developing routes down the field couldn't didn't have time, considering how bad our offensive line was. And Stephen Beck said it best. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to say this. Stephen Beck on Twitter, a game like today expose expose the flaws in the, in this offense when the offensive line can't block and the opposing team plays aggressive coverage. Not enough quick easy passes. Not enough scheme schemed open routes. There are They are the primary read and more difficult, tight window throws if the wider receiver can't win his route. So pretty much it's just there's no drag routes. There's no give your quarterback an option quickly if this deep developing route doesn't occur. Because, yeah, Godwin probably was targeted ten times because they're like, okay, get away from Lattimore. Let's look at Eli Apple. Like we talked about it. Eli Apple should be attacked. Mm -hmm. They probably did. But they just never could get on to the next prime. Next, the primary was Godwin, yeah, and the offensive line couldn't block enough. So Winston's like, "Fuck, I got to throw it. Mm -hmm. If it's there or not there, I got to throw it because I'm going to get my ass eaten if I don't."
0: Yeah, I mean, and what started that tweet from Mister Beck is, you know, I I quoted his earlier tweet about the um you know the kamara play where they just run they put him in motion they have him run a simple drag route he's wide open for an easy gain picks up a first down it's just simple things like that where they're scheming guys they're best playmakers. And that's all the Saints do. And we talked about that in our past podcast, that they just go primarily to Kamara and Michael Thomas. But what do they do? They scheme those guys open. They know that defenses are gonna put all their focus on those two guys, but still every week, you know, they have their targets, they have their catches, they make their plays because they're finding ways to get open. Doesn't mean, you know, and that's that's something that frustrates me as a fan watching this offense because i know a lot of bucks fans see this as well it's like when you have guys like a, a mike evans and adam humphreys a chris godwin those kind of players there should be some type of way to get those guys open on an easy pass play to get them in space and let them make plays with the ball um, make it easier for your quarterback you know when he has to drop back and there was times yesterday where he maybe had some time But the problem was the coverage was, you know, so damn good, so tight that he had to hold the ball and then it ended up in sacks. So you had some coverage sacks. You had, you know, just unblocked people coming at him, uh, whether it be Beninock just whiffing, Mm -hmm. not blocking at all. Uh, It was just a mess. Donovan Smith, just not good, Uh, you know, consistent penalties on him. Uh, the Ryan Jensen penalty, I agree with Dirk Cutter today. I think he said it wasn't unnecessary roughness, and I agree with that. I think that was kind of uh soft on the refs part. But um yeah, I just it has to be better. And and that's that's something like we've been talking about over and over. Like we know since week three against Pittsburgh that our offensive line just wasn't gonna be good enough. Uh and that's I think some of the I think that's some of the uh Things that are people not seeing is, like, you look at week one and week two, the offensive line was so good. But then you go, you know, the rest of the way, something just went wrong because I think teams figured this out. And they know, like, if we pressure them somehow, we're going to be okay.
1: Um, not only it, it was just so – it did play better. Yeah. But also this ball was getting out timing routes. Like, no one was disrupting our receivers' paths. Yeah. They were like, okay, well, let's see what Fitzpatrick has. Mm-hmm. And Patrick just threw it all on him. Like, yeah. you never saw bump bump coverage on Godwin True. against the Saints. He had easy free reign. Mm-hmm. Same with Evans. Evans beat you. Desha- Deshaun Jackson himself. Like, mm-hmm. it was. A lo- they're a lot more aggressive today than they were the first game. Right. Way more aggressive. Yeah. They knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, our defense, give it to them. They played very, very well. Defense but I just want to keep talking about the offense real quick. Yeah. yeah, but like you're you're right. I want to say that the we've been saying it for a while. Yeah, Winston had a very bad day. 18 for 38, 47 percent. Yeah, 213 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That last interception was kind of bull crap. Yeah, like I, I thought it was pass interference too, either way. But it goes down in the record books either way. Um, he didn't he didn't have a terrible game though. He didn't put us in the position to lose. It sure as hell wasn't him. He just no, one was getting open. Yeah. You, you can't force.
0: It'll be interesting a to ball see. Ball to someone that's not open. It'll be interesting to see the game tape tomorrow cuz a lot of those throws, you know, they were either contested or just, you know, overthrows on the deep ball. Uh but there's a lot of plays where he's just trying to make tight window throws and the, it was just difficult for um, you know, we had some drops in there too as well, but just it's just too much difficulty. I mean, you're asking this guy to do so much and you see these other offenses, they make it easy. I mean, you look at the stat today. Drew Brees, I think, had – I think it was like 20, 20 passes under 10 yards that he was – Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, thing. and Jameis was, I think, way over that number. He was attempting – I think it was like 14 or something like that down the field. I mean, just not good enough.
1: Oh, here's another question, though, actually, for on Twitter. PC at Motor Boater <laughs> Why does it look like the Bucks coaching staff has trouble adjusting in-game to counter what their opponents are doing? Or maybe they are and just aren't good at it when they are losing. Mm.
0: That's a good question. You take that first. That's a good question. I mean, I, I really don't know because, like, it's really not that hard to, you know, create – like, see what you're seeing in the first half because these guys have – They have tablets. They look over every drive. They understand, like, there should be a way to counteract whatever the opposing team is doing. And for whatever reason, they just continue to stick to their – the plays that they have, I guess, in the game plan, and they just don't go off of it. But I I don't know. I mean, it's got to be better because there was just nothing in the second half. There was no misdirection. We didn't see any of that. There was no, uh, like, reverses or anything to counteract – you know, aggressive play by the Saints. Um, just didn't see it. And I don't know if that was just a lot of our, you know, skilled guys having bad games, which they did. They didn't really play their best. But, I mean, it's got to be different. you got to change it up.
1: I mean, I'll say,
0: do they see it? They, they have to. But... They,
1: they, they have to see it. But I think they're almost blind to thinking their way is going to win it. Yeah. like we've been saying they'd push their agenda
0: mm-hmm.
1: I didn't to be honest did, did Humphreys get a, a screen pass this game i know bobo did
0: they did one to bobo and I don't remember any oh, to, to hump uh,
1: there weren't many screens at all no besides the bobo one yeah but I mean just but you, you like where where are the drags where are the short dragging yeah. across the field where it's like you have two deep routes okay cool where, where's my outlet if i can't yeah. besides the running back is chipping and then going out
0: yeah i mean how do you beat aggressive coverage you you play trips you you run in trips of uh, trips formations and you run pick plays you know you run guys you know running a drag route or running uh you know a slant and then you have the inside guy going around to the outside to create separation that way there was just none of that there was no there was no uh nothing creative and that's that's the problem with this staff and they haven't been creative even the saints in the second half they did a flea flicker yeah. you know, i know it didn't work but still i mean you got to be able to do something different and bring it out of the playbook and and even if you're designing a whole brand new play i mean you got to do that sometimes i mean just go with it say this guy's going to run a slant this guy's going to run a uh, a fly or whatever and, and and just on the go but okay. they just don't do that
1: but but that's that goes to the point of like the principles of the the head coach and what the offense is
0: built to do. Screw the principles.
1: But, but no, but that's the thing. So, yeah. if your head coach is telling you, no, we're going to be a deep developing vertical offense. Yeah. Then that's what you're going to be. You're not going to change it midseason. That, gotta, that's, that's. You got to do That's it. off of what the coach wants. Belichick literally tells you, okay, this is what I want my offense to look like. This is what my, my defense to look like. Mm-hmm. Coordinators, you make it happen.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, Cutter draws it up. I want a vertical, deep threat offense. Yeah. You you make this a deep threat offense. I mean, they're just doing what they're told.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and that goes to like, all the way down the line. It goes to the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Goes to the quarterback. Okay, the quarterback's telling. Okay, your first read is 15 yards down the field. If you're staring at that one read, okay, he's being told to do that. Yeah. If his number two option isn't there because he can't get to it first, a because the offensive line doesn't give him the time. Yeah. And B, because their bump covered the first five yards, they're popping the shit out of the wide receiver, not letting him get on his route. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, yeah, get off of your number one route. I agree with that. But if you don't even have the time to get to your number two because of yeah. pressure and you're running for your damn life, he did run a lot. Mm-hmm. And he, he made some good damn plays, too. But yeah. he, it, uh, it wasn't all on Winston this game. This was not a Winston fault. No. He put you in a position to to succeed, but the play call would put him in a position to fail
0: i think yeah it, and that's the thing it's like yeah i understand the principles but sometimes you got you just got to do what it takes to win the game like uh there's they have the resources and the knowledge to to be able to adapt like that on the go um you got to find something deep in the playbook you know find it in there and uh and make it happen but there's just nothing adjusting like there's no we didn't see any comeback routes, just nothing of that nature. It was, you know, trying to do these vertical or crossing routes or whatever down the field. And, you know, when the Saints are pushing your guys back and getting them off their routes, I mean, it's hard to be successful like Mark said. I mean, offensive line was just <laughs> not doing well. Uh, and Jameis, you know, making what he can out of it. But it's, it was hard. I mean, just you got to give them credit, but... I mean, they pretty much. I think they knew what the Bucks were going to throw at them, and it showed. I mean, it showed like how predictable we were.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything else in the offense? I mean, we couldn't run the ball. Jameis Winston led the
0: yeah he led, led the, the, the led team in, in rushing
1: rush. again, forty seven yards. Yeah,
0: on I, five carries. I thought Barber was okay again. He had fourteen carries, forty two yards. I mean, you would have liked to see him get in the twenty, you know, plus carries, but yet again, we. I don't know. We try to be pass first on you know first and ten, but then at sometimes we I don't know it's just it's a mess right now offensively at least it was yesterday, um, and you can kind of see it from even the Panthers game the week before, like our offense didn't do much in the second half, so it was kind of repeat of what we saw in the Panthers, you know, game and the Panthers, the only reason they, we won because the Panthers offense imploded with, you know, turnovers. So it was kind of uh, just a repeat performance, but this time we lost because defensively. It's we kind just, of hard to stop the Saints that many times. We just got tired. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the defense. I thought they were outstanding. I'll let you, I'll let you take it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean the D line played extremely well the first half. I mean, Nassib and JPP were all over the place. Vita Veya, He's turning into something yeah it's like he's winning a lot of his matchups and it's usually him going against two guys. When he's one-on- one he actually pushes and gets to the quarterback. There was times where he had at least two times he has free reign at Drew Brees but he got it out fast. Mm-hmm. I mean this is he's growing right now. He's, this is him learning okay, I know what I got to do. I'm ready, I'm going. and I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. Mm-hmm. JPP played out of his mind, NASA played out of his mind. The linebacker, David played aggressive. Taylor played good. I mean, everyone in the first half played very, very well. Yeah. You can't argue that. Um, the second half, yeah, it's a credit to them getting tired. They were just put out there way too many damn times. And they're not that deep to actually tolerate that. They can't right. take that many times, okay, we're going to keep pushing and pushing and getting you five-yard dumps. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. I mean, yeah, they didn't allow the big splash play, like 40, 50-yard play. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But still, like, you could tell that Mark Ingram touchdown, they got him to, what, 25? Yeah, 25? Yeah. They were just like, shit. <laughs> what else? Like, yeah. and like I was talking to you before the podcast. Carl Nassib literally looked like he was just either tired mm-hmm. or he was crashing down and he, would like, tackled the blocker instead of <laughs> even going after Ingram or Breeze. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's not knocking him. I'm just saying he was probably tired and, like, yeah. holy crap. And he was, like, almost falling into the guy.
0: Yeah. I think so, he fell over.
1: Yeah, it, like, he was probably just gassed and like hoping for help, and then someone put up uh, Andrew Adams being dragged. Right? <laughs> I mean, but he's he's trying to make the play. Yeah. And like they were probably gassed. Mark Ingram's is going downhill. It's hard to stop an offense that's moving mm-hmm. the chains after ten yard, ten yard, ten yard, and then boom. Yeah. There it is. I mean, they they did well. I like. Can you believe this is the off the defense that was. Part of the week one, two, three, where yeah. we're giving up the most yards ever.
0: Yeah,
1: like yeah. and with guys like Andrew Adams
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Brent Grimes, who everyone hates, and yeah, I, I don't know. You, what is your two cents?
0: I mean, like you said, the first half I thought they were outstanding. They did exactly what we talked about in the in the previous podcast: taking away the short stuff, making them earn earn every yard. Uh, they made big stops on third down, and that's what you have to do against against the uh, the Saints. Um, that's really what they live on it's third down conversions and then they kind of just wear teams out and that's eventually where they got to and you know the Saints just took over the game uh we didn't expect our offense to just implode like they did and not continue to score you know you're thinking 14 to 3 at half you know you lead the game at halftime usually that means you're going to win the game because 80% of the time when you lead at half you do win uh that was not the case yesterday as as you know offense just played Probably one of the worst halves of the year. And defense did everything they could. I I, I love the effort that they brought. You know, even Brent Grimes, who I give a lot of shit for this year. Yeah, you uh, do. (laughs) (laughs) He played, uh, I thought he played well. Um, I thought he did good things. Um, He even, you know, he got involved and made some tackles, which was nice to see. But, you know, Jordan Whitehead making big hits. Uh, like Mark said earlier, the defensive line, I thought, was outstanding yet again. Um, just really pushing the pocket. They weren't as consistent with the rush, but they got it going in, in spurts. But then they also got – they were great as far as the run game goes. Getting pushed, containment, uh, really stopping uh, Kamara and Ingram. I think Kamara and Ingram didn't have many yards in the first half. I want to say they were held under – had to be under like at least 30 yards combined um, rushing. They did. I think Kamara had like negative two, at oh, one, yeah. negative two at one point or whatever. Uh, Nassib like threw him into the end zone. That you know that could, probably could have been a safety if they let the play go. I think. Yeah, they, I
1: think at halftime in total yeah. they had like four yards. Yeah, the whole team total had like four yards rushing. It was something wow. really small. It was because wow. there was two guys that had negative. Yeah, and I think Kamara may had four, and someone had one or two. Like mm-hmm. it was. We shut them down the first half.
0: Yeah. like So they did everything right as far as the first half goes. And even in the second half, they did make plays. I mean, Nassib starts it off with a bang with a strip sack. And, you know, the offense had a chance to go up 21-3 right there. Uh, and they blew it. You know, missed field goal. And then I think we stopped them right after that again, which was awesome to see. Um, so <laughs>
1: Crazy, right? the
0: defense was on their way. I mean, if they could have just got a little more help from the offense – that would have been one of their best games of the year, and we'd probably be six and seven right now. But it is what it is. Uh, but, you know, I just hope they can continue to play like this. Hopefully, they can carry it onto these next two weeks on the road because that's where our defense disappears. You know, right. Yeah, we're allowing 39 points per game on the road, and you'd like to see them improve that and, and get going.
1: I'm going to be the asshole.
0: <laughs> Where's Jordan McCoy? Right? <laughs>
1: he, had, he had one assist. He had – that was it.
0: Yeah, he was I – mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch the tape tomorrow and see see what that's going to look like and really point that out because, yeah, I didn't see him much. I thought, again, it was Vita Vea who made impacts. Yeah. and He had a lot of pressures
1: and he was actually getting hands on the quarterback. Yeah. I don't know if uh, – yeah, from the game, being at the game is hard. And I was right. – I went over the the game film of, like, the broadcast. mm mm-hmm. Really quick, but it's a work week. Come on now,
0: guys.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, ha- zero tackles and one assist. Yeah. And Vito ended up having three tackles, one assist. And I know he had pressures. Mm-hmm. You, you, Everyone can see that here. I mean, that that does help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't see McCoy. I mean, it's a I'll, good indicator. Right? I'll be an ass. <laughs> but, I mean, even Curry I saw getting in there, getting pressures. Made big plays. Right? So big plays. defensive line, I'm not going to complain besides where's McCoy, our highest paid guy. But that, that that's a good point. Like he's a highest paid guy. Where where is he
0: mm-hmm.
1: why is he not on the list? But Carl Nassif is. of yeah. Vea is. Like mm-hmm. he he deserves to get talked about if he didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah, right? for
0: sure. Uh and, and this will be it'll be interesting to see how they how the offensive line of the Saints, like game playing towards that if they were doubling McCoy a lot or however that looks, um it'll be We'll point that out. But yeah, I agree with Mark. I think, you know, your impact players have to be your impact players. Like your, your guys that, you know, make the big money, they gotta go out there and produce and you know, McCoy was just too silent. He's gotta be in there making plays. Uh and that's one of my, you know, pet peeves about him. He just doesn't make enough plays as far as what they're paying him and what he's supposed to do. Uh, now granted he made plays against carolina and you know got some hits and that was nice but you got to show it consistency consistency is everything and that's why <laughs> that's why this team is 5 and 8 right now they're just too inconsistent Ouch. from uh you know time to time consistent at the head coaching position or inconsistent at the head coaching position inconsistent along the staff and that leads to inconsistencies among your football team remember when you called us
1: the Browns of the nfc we still are well the browns are have a better record than us they're five seven and one well there you go oops <laughs> Ouch. we're right there jesus yeah. and according to who was it we're number eight right now in the draft damn it come top, on top ten but hey playoff push seven and nine can you get us in still <laughs> i mean it, it it's annoying guys i mean i want to win i'm passionate about the bucks literally Y'all know, like I get mad, I calm down, I analyze, I call myself out, and, and that's who I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a fan first, then I'll react to what the hell just actually happened second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a, what, that's a, what a fan's supposed to be. I'm not yeah. literally a head coach, <laughs> okay? I'm not gonna act like I'm. This is a business. Yeah, literally, I'm, I'm a fan first. So if y'all expect me to be business always, no, I'm gonna be emotional (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's what a fan's supposed to do and i expect all of y'all to be the same way and expect better Mm -hmm. this isn't uh, let's hold each other's hands and go kumbaya (laughs)
0: like
1: it's pointing out what the hell we see is wrong yeah first you want to whine about it and then we'll go back and look at it and see why okay if we whine too much okay maybe it's not that bad Mm -hmm. but there's some areas that are very bad that don't get fixed at all every year so it's do we want to keep seeing it year after year no that's why we don't want cutter back that's why we've been doing this damn coach search so we we know what to expect going forward but yeah again it's in cutter's words it's not in my hands <laughs> it's for management but yeah
0: it just any it,
1: other comments
0: yeah it's just not i mean it's it's frustrating and and i agree with mark like trust me i don't want to be I don't want to be negative, like, on here, and I'm trying not to be negative. You know, I want to see the positives, and I want to continue to to uh, harp on those. And I would like to get excited. i like to get excited about this team again. But, you know, when you just see the same things and you can kind of predict as far as what's going to take place for the upcoming weeks, uh, it's just hard for me personally to get excited about them because I just know, you know, this is what's going to happen down the line because I see – I see traits, and you see patterns, and those things just continue. So I would like to be more excited, and I do get excited when they make big plays and stuff like that. yeah. yeah. But it's like I'm just – personally, I just keep it mellow because I'm just waiting for that disappointment, unfortunately, because <laughs> I, see it, I see it coming. I see the disappointment coming. And, uh, you know, I like to get – and I get pissed off about it. I just go about it in a different way. Um, you know, I'm just not going to waste my energy, um, on that because I already know the result and I'm going to prepare myself for a better product. Hopefully that's going to come next year and Mm -hmm. we'll start being, you know, more consistent team and winning. And if we were like nine and three and we lost the way we did yesterday, I would probably be way more upset and I would like yell and scream and all that. But when you're five and seven and going on five and eight or whatever you are now, I just, I just can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And that's why me and Mark work so well together because we're, you know, we are polar. We are polar in that way. Polar bo- opposite. Opposite. Yeah. But hey, it's balance and that's what, that's what makes a good show.
1: That's true. I mean, I'm yeah. the loud idiot sometimes <laughs> until I actually calm myself down and actually realize what the hell I just did. But usually they're one to calm me down like, Mark, you're being an idiot. Okay. <laughs> but based on you. Me and you being together like, knowing each other since, like, eight years old, right. obviously, that, that that helps me. <laughs> but, I mean, something that also I liked about the Peter cast that they said, they were like, well, um, talking about us looking at the coaches moving forward. They're like, oh, you're going over just press conferences and saying, oh, this guy, he's a hype man. Well, why the hell do you want him? I mean, it's – they think it's just – when I say they – Rendax thinks I'm just literally looking for oh good words, and as long as you say a good word, that what makes that worthy of being a good head coach. Mm-hmm. It's not just words, but you want to at least hear someone saying the proper things. Yeah, like anyone can say bullshit during any press conference. It's not like I'm just going over one press conference. I'm going over a lot of them, yeah. seeing what the principles of this guy is. If you're saying you see matchups and you're going to actually execute matchups instead of execute a vertical offense, that's already a, a golden egg for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, if you're telling me beforehand that well, this guy's not going to get that many targets because we saw a mismatch somewhere else, that's another good thing.
0: Right.
1: And if you're saying... If you're just telling me these things of, like, being an X's and O's guy, players are telling me that they like you. are mm-hmm. not telling me, but just, you hear it. Right. You look into this. Like, players... You're a player's coach. You're... But they hold you to a high standard. Like, things like that, like... It's not just seeing and believing, it's mm. looking into and then finding it out. Yeah. Like yeah, just because we play a press conference part doesn't mean we just saw that one second and that was it. Mm. I mean we love the Bucks, let's be honest. Like we do game film breakdown, we we look into other coaches. It's not like we're just doing it two seconds and that's it. Mm we really do like what the hell we do like my wife gets upset that i get so involved in this it's like yeah. my 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 damn girlfriend or something like that my side hoe or whatever the hell but i mean it's it's what i like to do i mean and she knows that's what the hell i like to do and she likes to poke at me at times but hey what can what can we say we we enjoy what the hell we do and we're going to look into it cuz we're ultra bucks fans mm-hmm. and that's what we want to be and that's what we're going to bring you,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. It's about the message, and that's what when we're looking into these coaches, it's about the consistency of their message, and that's what we're seeing, um, you know, from these press conferences. When we look at a Dan Campbell and an Eric Bieniemy, it's about them being consistent. So, you know, that's that's what matters. I mean, there's they're uh, they're providing the right words, yes, but it's also who they're about and what they're going to bring to a team and that's that's what's important but yeah me and Mark love what we're doing this is something that we're just getting started at and we haven't even reached the surface of what we're going to bring in the future but yeah there's even more crap we want to do i mean yeah. the stuff that we do we
1: we like doing it it's mm. fun and obviously y'all react to it and like it i mm. mean it's we feel it's educational not only to ourselves but to y'all like it's mm. One thing to say, oh, this guy sucked, but why did he suck? that That's the thing. Why? Not just saying, oh, this guy sucked. Yeah. I hate people who are ignorant in that way. Oh, he should have done this. Mm-hmm. Or oh, did he have time to do that? Like, let's look at the whole picture. Yep. And that's what I, I, I don't like with people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's about providing context, and that's what, that's what we're doing. Uh, but anyway, I mean… Overall message of this podcast: offense needs to be better. Obviously, uh, got to create mismatches. Defense, keep doing what you're doing because you're you're figuring it out, and that's what's that's what's important. Now we just got to get the offense more consistent as far as overall package.
1: I just I can't believe the night and
0: day difference. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's awesome. I mean, when you have the right leadership and the right direction, it just shows what you're able to do. And now we just got to get that up a little bit more on the offensive side where we can win matchups more consistently. If we can do that, we'll be fine. Uh, it starts up front, and you can see on one side of the ball it's they're winning right now. But with that being said, I think that's going to close out the tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, be sure to check us out on Real Bucks Talk on Twitter, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. That's where you can find the podcast, usually twice a week. Uh, and With that being said, let's go Bucks and get it going once again on the winning side.